Hey, Dubs. Hey, Chrissy Chris. <laughs> Dubsy Dubs. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, buddy. I, I appreciate that. That's really nice of you. It's really yeah, you're nice welcome. You. I just found out it was your birthday uh, 24 <laughs> seconds ago. Yeah. Um, yeah. Woo, birthdays. Wonderful. Yeah. Did you do anything? Uh, I worked. Yeah. Then I worked out. Nice. Um, I had two cups of coffee. Did you leave your house? Uh, no. Cool. <laughs> Sounds like a quarantine birthday. Yes. Thanks to the joys of uh, quarantine and self-isolation, I did not do anything. So. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Lovely. Yeah, it's great. It's really cool. Um, I'm officially at the age where I forgot how old I was. <laughs> so... Uh, I thought you were gonna say you're at the age when you stopped caring about birthdays, and I was like, "Oh, we hit that a long time ago." Oh no, I'm. I mean, no, I still, I still like my birthday, but like, I'm not like, "Oh, it's my birthday!" Like, I'm not like a huge <laughs> birthday guy, but like, um, I think the bigger thing was more just, uh, yeah, just understanding the, um, the fact that I'm at the age where I'm like, "How old am I again? How old yeah. am I going to be?" I totally forgot What's it was my, my age again. What's my age? Yeah, there you go. There you go. Oh, da boom boom. So yeah. Um, so if it so most of my birthdays I take off because I want to have a day just for me for self care. And yeah. usually I get a massage, like I get a nice ninety minute deep tissue, or I mm-hmm. get on the ice and get a hard ice session in, uh, like doing hockey drills and stuff. Couldn't do any of that. Um, speaking of hockey. I am pretty scared about hockey because Uh-oh. I really want to play. Like, I love it. I miss it so much. And I'm so jealous of other states that are opening up a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I'm a USA hockey member. Yep. And I got a form about rinks opening back up at USA hockey because USA hockey regulated rinks have to go through their guidelines and standards. And... They all seem great. <clears throat> you can tell they're trying. It's like, show up to the rink partly dressed. You no know locker rooms are going to be available. There's going to be a chair on the bench between every spot so the, the mm. players can't sit next to each other and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh, that's cute. That's cool. I get it. Um, no showers allowed, so you have to change and just immediately go. Um, yeah. Not a big deal for me because I don't shower anyways. I never showered. Um, mm. But there's this one thing that I saw... And that is the fact that, A, hockey rinks are perfect environments for COVID because of yep. the, the wet air from the air conditioning, the humidity that comes off the ice as pl- people s- sweat and create heat on top of it, and it evaporates uh, layers yep. on top into water vapors, and then the heavy exhaling and the sweat that gets transmitted through that air. So it's literally a breeding ground for transmitting diseases. Um, yep. So that's a huge number. That's a huge A to pay attention to. But then B, all the guidelines are great, but it's like for some reason USA Hockey forgot that hockey is... A context. Yeah, like you're pretty close (laughs) to somebody most of the time. Like I'm thinking like, okay, so what happens when I go to play somebody one-on-one when they're coming down the sides on the boards with the puck? Like do I just not get in their way? Like... Like, what the... <laughs> like, I don't no, understand. you want to give them COVID. You're like... Yeah, and then, like, on top of that, like, like hockey's fucking gross. Like, you have guys spitting on the ice and shit like that, and if you have injuries, you have people bleeding. It's just, like, 
like I've definitely played games where like I remember I was playing a game and I went to a ref because my finger was cut and I was like are there band-aids he was like no and I was like cool then I'm just gonna bleed in my fucking glove all game <laughs> which I did and yeah. it's like this 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 ref's a fucking asshole and that like between periods I went and stuffed my glove with like paper towel from the bathroom but then the bathrooms are just disgusting because like it's full of like hormonal f- teenage kids when the kids play so you have like the doors have been kicked and bent off so you can't do anything in peace um they intentionally piss on the seat in the handles so you can't use it um yeah like they they like whack off the knobs on the on the sink so you only have like the metal going somewhere else the metal piston so you have to like squeeze this like dirty metal piston and twist that to get water they jam the faucets with stuff so it just shoots out regularly so it's not a proper stream um, super cool people it's hormonal kids like there's two rinks i know like i'm not gonna lit i'm not gonna put out publicly but like you go in the bathroom there's literally a hole in the wall of the brick wall <laughs> jesus the brick wall has a hole in it next to the toilet because you could tell that somebody was just kicking and slamming something against it because they were pissed about something because they're just hormonal kids mm-hmm. mad about losing a game of contact hockey so they feel like they're little bitches so they just they free- feel like they're little bitches. That's the only reason. The only reason why you lash out like that is because you feel you feel emasculated. Oh, oh! They literally feel like a little bitch. You Got feel humil- You feel humiliated. It's yeah. like that dude laid me the fuck out, and then he scored and won the game-winning goal. And now the locker room's quiet as fuck because it's all my fault because I got I got laid the fuck out, and then they scored because of me. And then it's like, I'm not going to cry of everybody. I'm just going to get mad and flip the trash can and empty the trash out all over the floor, which I've walked into. I'm mm-hmm. going to just like, <laughs> it's just ridiculous. So hockey's absolutely ter- absolutely horrible. On top yeah. of the fact that it's just like the actual sport itself. It's like, there's no, it's like basketball. It's like, how are you, you going to play basketball? You have a guy guarding and posting up on somebody. You literally have like a post up is you got a guy turning and running directly face first into a guy's chest. And it's like, it's like, I I don't know. I just, anyways. So if it was the birthday I wanted, I'd be able to have done either uh, like a deep tissue massage. Side note, unfortunately, my masseuse, she, she had to close her business down. Oh gosh! Because of all this, because she put out a a note and she was like, "I, it's not worth it to keep losing money over the possibility of never making it back. Because if we start reopening and then we shut back down again, then I'm not going to make it back anyways. And then it's just more months I'm paying rent on a location I'm not using. So it's easier to to close up the business, bankrupt and and like like get over that lease." And then whenever this opens up, I can put my foot down and start off fresh again. It's easier wow. to do that. Yeah, that's rough. That's so, the that's the first actual like occurrence of that I've heard with all of this. Like I know businesses are going to close, uh, and like new ones will eventually open up. But like I don't know exactly how go- they go through that process. And that's the first one I've heard of like a business actually closing. Yeah. Um. So yeah, to answer to, to to finish the statement of this uh, start the intro of this episode, uh, I did nothing different for my birthday. I worked out. Happy birthday! Thanks. I worked out. I uh, played some video games. I worked, and I'm podcasting. So, well, segue. What video games did you play? Call of Duty. Nice. So, uh, Call of Duty Warzone. Yeah. The uh, battle royale. 
I have been playing probably now for like six, seven months, and I've never won. Never. You never won? I've never won. I've maybe come within the top ten a few times, and yeah. then for some reason out of nowhere, the past 48 hours, I've won like nine, ten times. Whoa. <laughs> Congrats, man. Yeah. It's like, it started yesterday. I won, I won with my friend Ian, mm-hmm. and I was like, oh my god. I finally got first place. Oh, man. Oh, that was good. All right, cool. All right. And he had to go. And I was like, all right, later, dude. And then I went back on later. And my one of my uh, best friends from college was on. He was like, come on, man. Why don't you play? It's like, okay, cool. And then I won with him. And I was nice. like, holy shit. I won a second one. And then, and then my it's friend like two goes. two in a row? Uh, I guess. Yeah, you could say yeah. two in a row. And then he, my friend goes, yo, back to back. Let's run it back. Let's do this. And we fucking did, and we ran it back, and we won. We got first place again, and I was like, "No way, no way, like, not possible." Um, and then today we played, and we no, and then we played one more game after that, and we won. And then I played a whole bunch today, so it's just yeah, that's incredible. Oh, it's insane. There you go. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks, thanks. Happy birthday! You won Call of Duty a bunch of times. I won Warzone a bunch of times. Yay, yay me. Yeah. Yay me. Um, I keep seeing a lot of memes about Call of Duty Warzone about how people want certain things added. 24-7 storage. Shipment. Shipment, yeah. 24-7 shipment, which I don't know what that means. Uh, But the memes from Call of Duty seem to be real spicy right now. Dude, the memes for... The memes for when they had an outage. They had like a five-day outage. And Whoa. this outage started after they put out an update, and the statement was, we have fixed long wait times, and we have patched a bunch of bugs. Enjoy the weekend. Here's double experience points. Here's a little little bonus fun for the weekend. And then mm-hmm. it didn't work at all. And it was, like, <laughs> so lit. And it was hilarious because people were blowing Infinity Ward up, like, what the fuck? And Infinity Ward kept saying, like, oh, yeah, we're looking into it. Thank you for your patience. And that's all they said. So yeah. the memes for it was just straight. That's yeah, that's ripe for the plucking. They got carpet bombed. It was hilarious. The amount of shit, <laughs> the amount of shit they got of like people just being like, imagine if this game was like a multiplayer game and you could play online with friends. Like, wouldn't that be so cool if they had like an <laughs> online service? <laughs> like, <laughs> this campaign thing is neat, but like, imagine it. Just imagine you could play with your friends and like get into squads and stuff and do stuff like that. <laughs> like, it's amazing. That's um, really good. There were people time lapsing the wait times where <laughs> they were. It was just the main menu where it's just your character like holding a gun and looking around, and it was like maybe like twenty seconds of time lapse, but it was like a total of like ten minutes in real time, if not yeah. more than ten minutes, like twenty minutes of just waiting. Oh, and then you would get into a game, and then you get dropped. Or you oh would get God. into a game, and then they wouldn't let you, like, actually join it. So it would just be, like, loading the map. And it would just be, like, you with everybody in the match, but you never left the main menu. It just yep. said loading forever, and it never loaded. Amazing. Oh. But here's the funny thing. Infinity Ward knew that it doesn't matter, because these people are hook, line, and sinker attached to this game. So we're going to take our sweet-ass time. It's the weekend. Fuck them. We'll come in on Monday, and we'll fix it. <laughs> And you know damn well on Monday they came in and they were like, oh, shit, that's pretty bad. Let's get to work. And then Tuesday came and they were like, all right, well, it should be done by the end of today. And then they finally fixed it in the afternoon. You mm-hmm. can, it's like. <laughs> you know they took the weekend off. Yes. yes. And it's just like <laughs> hilarious 
how somebody probably said, aren't you worried like about the backlash of this? And somebody said, why? They're going to play it no matter what. They're addicted to Call of Duty. They buy it every year. Nothing's going to yeah. change. Seriously. It's like FIFA. Like People aren't going to yeah. stop buying FIFA. What number Call of Duty is this? Do we even know anymore? I don't know. I don't. I played Call of Duty Modern Warfare. Then I played no. I I played Call of Duty. Yeah, Call of Duty Modern Warfare like two I think. And then I played Black Ops, Black Ops two, and then I never played another game. Yeah. So that's all I played. There was Ghost. I know they have Black Ops three, maybe four. They might have a Black Ops four. Uh, Call of Duty World War Two. Uh, yeah, there's so many. It's crazy. You see, I turned into Battlefield. Yeah. Because I because Call of Duty uh, Black Ops Two. I think it was Black Ops Two or it was Modern Warfare. It was Black Ops Two. Playing Black Ops Two, what became such a huge point of misery in my day, because like <laughs> I would play it with my friends. And then it's like you have somebody just throwing a knife up in the air on the other side of the map. And then for some reason, it always kills you. Yep. And it's just like, well, you turn the corner and you're just dead instantly because there's some dude who knows how to like no scope a sniper rifle. So they'll yep. just turn and like, bam, kill you in one shot. Bam, kill them in one shot. Bam, kill them in one shot. It's just it got so ridiculous. I was just like, you know what? Fuck, fuck this. The closest thing to that is shipment 24-7. What, what, can you explain to me Shipment 24-7? Shipment 24-7 is the smallest map I think they've ever made. Um, <laughs> it's basically like a rect... It's just a square. It's a square that's so sh- that's so small. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so small. <laughs> and it's, full, it's just filled with shipment containers. So there's like a, a four-way path in the middle, and then it mm-hmm. goes to the borders on the outside that are lined with shipping containers. And like Got it's it. just it. So you basically can just randomly throw grenades at random, and you will kill three people. <laughs> um, so people like so people like it because you can level up your guns really quick because there's oh. you're guaranteed like so many kills every match because you can just spawn and hold the fire button and you'll kill somebody <laughs> because somebody because an enemy will spawn in front of you because there's so little space to spawn you can't spawn away from your enemy. Yeah. Or if you spawn, the odds of an enemy running past you within five seconds is so high. If you just spawn and hold the trigger button, you're going to get a kill. So people love it because they just rack up their, their gun ranks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the closest thing to like old school Call of Duty. Because you can just spawn and just immediately die and immediately kill. Like There's times when I play where like I just die for 40 seconds straight. Spawn, die. <laughs> just spawn, dying. die. Spawn die. Spawn into flames from like a Molotov cocktail somebody threw before I even spawned. But because there's only so many spawn points and people know them, they just light up the spawn points because they know that somebody's going to spawn there eventually. And then I just die. Like I I joke around with my friends that like I don't worry about the size of my clip, like the reload speed, because (laughs) you don't live long enough to reload. So it doesn't matter. Oh, that sounds beautiful. It's like, don't you want to run 60 rounds? It's like, why? I'm not going to live long enough to need another clip. It's yeah. shipment. So, like, you just... So, so what's the 24-7 part of it? Is that, like, the full it's name just, of the map? It's, it's just a map. It's just so it's an available map that you can just play over and over and over and over and over and over. So if you wanted uh, to be a psycho, you could just play shipment 24-7 for, like, literally 24-7. And you yes. can rank up every single gun to max. 
and get like yeah. every unlock and every attachment and every color and every skin and every dongle and every reticle and every <laughs> you can do every single achievement you want because you're just gonna keep achieving all the things it's like get 20 kills and smoke easy spawn smoke grenade just start shooting like yeah <laughs> and eventually you're gonna get it it's like cool you unlock the special skin ooh yeah. it's like shiny silver snake skin ooh so I do love that grind though I miss it. I even played a Call of Duty since Black Ops Two. Ooh. Which is way, way, way back. You should play Warzone because it's free. Yeah. And I, uh, I do have my big old nasty computer that needs more stuff to play on it. Uh, fair warning, it is like a 300 gigabyte game. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Yeah. Like, I sent you that meme at work of, like, uh, <laughs> the, uh, the GIF at work. Like, the GIF yeah. meme about, like, the updates. It's like, yeah. Infinity Ward, 20 gig plus update again. And the community is just like, but why? <laughs> The like, monkey hitting a hammer yeah. on a board. Yeah. I've seen one that was uh, the pirate from Captain Phillips. That's it was Call of Duty Warzone. It yeah. says, "Look at me, I am the hard, the hard drive, drive now." now. <laughs> yeah, because like they don't ha- usually have small updates. Like it's like, oh, update coming out. It's like a thirty-five gigabyte update. It's like, what the fuck? What are you updating? <laughs> it's everything. It's just yeah. there's so many like textures and graphics and like That's physics crazy. and cha- oh, it's insane. It's the thing is, is that it's only fun with friends and thankfully because it's free all of my friends play it got it like there's so many times now where we don't have enough space for people yeah it's like oh those two people still want still need a squad it's like well i'll split off with you guys and you guys play triple and i'll play triples with them and then when somebody drops out because they got to go like to bed or eat then i'll we can group up and form the squad again it's like all right cool later man that's beautiful (laughs) and it's cross-platform so Uh i have friends on playstation that are like, oh yeah, like I'll play with you. See, I have it on PlayStation, so maybe we can play. Oh hey, let's do yeah. it, my dude. Yeah. What do you What are you playing? I'm still playing Zelda, by the way. Just during the work week, I don't really have time because between yeah. like working out and eating and stretching, and then usually it's either like straight to bed or it's hanging out, and then it's straight to bed. So it's yep. Yeah. Uh, how's Zelda going? Oh, it's it's great. It's um. I'm at the point now where it's like, oh no, like, it's so good. Like, <laughs> oh no. I found, because like, I'm not used to the, the depth of expanse when you just yeah. wander around. So like, once I started wandering around this village, I was like, oh no, I gotta, ca- I gotta catch crickets. I haven't seen crickets this whole game yet. And then it's like, <laughs> let me wander around and try to find crickets. And I'm like, there's a farm here. What the f- you have an overpopulation of deer. You have a deer population problem. You need me to help out? Okay, I'll help out. You wander some more. It's like, I can buy a house? Oh, shit. So it's like... <laughs> got to the house. <laughs> yes, and that's when I was like, oh, hell yes, I'm buying a house. And I love the, how the guy's like, ooh, I usually sell it for 300000 but for you, I'll do it for 3000 <laughs> Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's oh, like, wow, boy. That's, I don't trust you, but thank you. Thanks. So um, I'm really psyched. Have you psyched. met Beetle yet? No. <laughs> I can't wait till you meet Beetle. He's he's such a Rick and Morty character, but he's been around since like 2001. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I um speaking of Rick and Morty, mm. we, I uh I went down a I, I found a YouTube video that was just like on my like suggested watching and mm. it was uh Justin Roiland breaking down his 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 career yeah with i think vanity, vanity fair. fair yeah yeah 
And it was funny because he's in quarantine. He's at home and he's doing it. And he has his, uh, what do you call it? Like the garage, garage dungeon. No, garbage sure. dungeon. His garbage dungeon. <laughs> so he has a TV behind him that's a live feed to one of his rooms. That's just paper. Like papers, binders, books, like like backpacks. Just like it looks like his like a lifetime worth of paperwork just thrown across a room. And he's like, oh, look, it's my, that's my, that's my garbage dungeon. <laughs> Why? I've not seen this video. What is that? Because he wanted to have a garbage dungeon. I don't know. Oh, my God. He wanted to have a room where you could just throw <laughs> shit around. Um, I kind of like that. <laughs> but anyways, I, uh, I watched that. And then I watched a Google talk when Dan Harmon went to Google to do, like, a presentation interview. Yeah. And it's it's hilarious to hear them separated, yeah, <laughs> and hear like how they both like take things apart and think about things and just yeah their personalities too. It's it's almost I almost don't expect them to work like together. Yes, but because we know they do, like it makes sense. But if they if I didn't know that, I wouldn't be like, oh yeah, that guy is totally like best friends and super collaborative partner with that guy, like. Yeah. Obviously. Like, no, I wouldn't. I don't see that. But yeah. it was really cool to see them away from their characters. But Justin has the. Uh, <laughs> he kind of does the same voices for everything mm. I found out. Yeah. Like, Did you see his video of, like, Justin Roiland makes 10 voices for new characters? No. Whatever. I think it was also Vanity Fair. They just showed him a picture of a made up cartoon character that was just like a random brand new character and just based off the picture justin needed to create like a like what is this character what is he self-conscious about how would that indicate how his voice sounds and it's basically just 10 more rick and morty character voices <laughs> that are all essentially the same <laughs> yeah the uh the, the cool thing with with the video about justin that i liked is that um justin appears to he, he he appears to think actually a lot about the interpretation of his characters. Hmm. Like he when he spoke about Rick and Morty specifically, for example, he was talking about the perception that the um studio had of Morty. Yeah. And he was like I didn't know that they didn't like his Morty character. Hmm. And they were like, Yeah, they like Dan called me and was like, Alright, look, you could do Rick, they love Rick. They want to go with somebody else for Morty. And Justin was like, that's the whole fucking point, man, is me doing both because that's my creative juices is bouncing these characters in my in my head off of each yeah. other. Um, but he was like, all right, fine. I'll go along with it. And I guess they didn't tell Justin why they didn't want him to do Morty until he figured it out like at the end. And yeah. he found out like, oh, they don't like how whiny he sounds. And he was like, oh, so they want to see like a more like they want to see a guy who's more like the rock in the relationship between him and, and Rick because you can't have two out-of-control characters, you know, which Solar Opposites is doing. Um, whereas, <laughs> so he was like, they want to have, like, a grounded person. So he was like, all right, I'm going to do Morty differently. And then he did Morty less like, oh, jeez, oh, man, oh, Rick. Yeah. Oh. Like, he made him more just normal Morty. Um, yeah. And they loved it. And they were like, perfect, you got it. I okay, didn't. Cool. I didn't know that. I didn't know there was drama to that. Yeah, and I wonder if that came after the pilot. Like, I wonder if they made the pilot. That came right before the pilot. 
interesting because he's still kind of a whiny bitch in the pilot. Like yes, because distinctly in the pilot, that pilot is actually the the he talks about it. That pilot is the footage they use to pitch to the studio. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And he, they were like, all right, all right, well, we want the character to be a little less whiny. He's like, all right, cool. But he, he even says it. He says, we just use that for the pilot because it doesn't really mean anything. So we just, like, put it in there because we yeah. had it. So it was like, whatever. Here's yeah. the pilot. And that was yeah. it. Um, but also hearing Dan talk at Google. And Dan, I didn't know how much in his own head he got. Mm. Like, he's all over the place. Yeah. He's... he's- He's got some problems of his own, for sure. Yeah, but he's honest. He's extremely honest about it, and he's yeah, he's very bare. But he's also, you could tell he thinks about all the things a lot. Like he thinks about his faults. He thinks about the effect of his faults. He thinks about why he's doing it. What his actions. His emotional intelligence of himself is very, very high. Yeah, which is funny because most of us are to some degree, but we never really put it out there. And he lets yeah. it manifest into characters, and he puts it out there as his brand of just being like a transparent part of how he writes and how he produces and coordinates. So, yeah, even on like Harmontown and stuff, like I almost feel like his podcast where he just gets up there and talks is basically like his own therapy session in front of a live audience that he yeah. uploads on the internet. Yeah, uh, which is so interesting. Like I, there was stuff. He went through some weird stuff with like a writer on community uh, that was very dramatic and he like completely laid it all out on the table. That was very shocking to see. Then he had like that famous feud with Chevy Chase and he's like completely honest and open about everything that went see, on there. I didn't know anything about the Chevy Chase stuff. Oh yeah. They Ooh. hate each other. Why? Uh, there's a video I could send you. He was on Bill Burr's podcast where he explained how that started. Um, and Basically, Chevy is very much like, like he just messes with other people. Like, just what's the term they use? Like, he's a ball buster. um, Where like he'll just be crass and rude to you because it's funny and it's like unnecessary. And like they told a story where Joel McHale and Dan Harmon were hanging out in Joel's trailer together, and Chevy came in to like show him this newspaper article that he thought Joel would find interesting. And he was surprised to see Dan in there. And he was like kind of awkward about it. And on his way out, he was like, all right, well, uh, later guys. I didn't know you guys hung out together. You fucks and slammed the door <laughs> shut. And like, they loved it. And they told that story like an endearing story, but that's just how he always was. And I think Dan Harmon started to give that back to him a little bit. And then Chevy chase got offended by that. And then Chevy chase was also upset at the way Pierce was portrayed on community where he's just a grumpy old evil man. And Dan was like, that's the character. I don't know what you want. And he goes, no, you're just, you don't like me. So you're making the character worse and worse. And he's like, what? And then they started to like actually fight. And then Dan Harmon started to be public about how annoying he found Chevy chase. And then I think he actually made Pierce worse and worse because that's so Dan Harmon of him to like, put whatever his personal internal problems are onto the screen. Um, like he does with, uh, like the divorce storyline in Rick and Morty. Yeah. Um, and then it just snowballed and escalated. And then when Dan Harmon was fired from community and then when he was rehired to community, Chevy chase quit community (laughs) when Dan Harmon was rehired. Um, so yeah, they famously don't like each other, but Dan Harmon talks all about it. And he like tells the story of how he like lit the first match. That's, that started that fuel, uh, the fire between them. Um, 
And even Bill Burr was like, geez, man, why did you have to do that? That was really, that's really fucked up. <laughs> um, yeah, there it's, he's a very an emotionally intelligent of himself is a very good way to put it. Yeah. Cause he just, he knows exactly what he's going through and exactly how fucked up he is. And he thinks it's so interesting and he like loves telling people about it and putting yeah. it on screen. And I think that's why his shows and his writing is so raw and so like relatable and so different than what everybody else does because he's not shy about that stuff at all yeah like i remember the not to make this another rick and morty episode but like i just remember the episode when you see rick as more than the rick that you think is being portrayed Mm -hmm. i think it was the unity episode Mm -hmm. is the first real glimpse of rick beyond this crazy genius yeah and then it's like oh wait a minute he has like he tries to kill himself at the end and it's like whoa what like (laughs) wait what what is oh my god what and then right after that each episode they do a glimpse of how he's trying to resist having affection for his family because he thinks emotions are useless and worthless and they don't have any purpose other than distraction and being a weakness and all this other stuff and yet he craves it and desires it and he wants it and he searches for it but he hates himself for all the things he's done and all the things he can't do, even though he's an all-knowing being. Like, it just, it went from just like, oh, this guy's completely crazy, but just a, a crazy genius, which is funny, to like that part. And then it was like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, it's what keeps it so interesting. Yes, exactly, exactly. Um, back to the original question. What have you been up to? How was your day? What oh, games yeah. have you been playing? <laughs> That's right. Um, I just got home yesterday i travel back and forth between my place and my girlfriend's place i do two weeks at a time right um so i just got home um i'm very excited to play more minecraft um because there's a huge update coming out for it very soon that i've been waiting very patiently for and i'm very excited about um then minecraft dungeons just came out which i haven't played yet but i'm gonna be picking that up it's basically like diablo but with a minecraft skin oh um and it's like Diablo light. Like a lot of people are saying it's good, but there's not much there. Um, but I want to check it out because uh, I like that whole Minecraft world universe. Um, but other than that, I haven't been playing much. I have marathoned this show that came out on Netflix recently. It's not a Netflix original, but they just got the rights to it back. Um, that I've never... I've never marathoned a show so hard and watched so many hours of a show nonstop okay. as Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh. Have you ever seen that show? No, I've seen the first two episodes. It's perfection. It's like the eh, best. It's a little slow right now. Yeah, it's it's so good. I'm two episodes in. It's, it's actually quite slow. It's actually... Are you, you're like watching it? Uh... I watched the first two episodes. Let's put it that way. When? Uh, last week. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, it. Uh, the first few episodes are a little slow, but it's one of those show. It's it's one of the best examples of character development I've ever seen in a show. So, getting to know the characters is definitely slow, and it's definitely like a a kids cartoon while you're getting to know them but that, once that, you know them, that's what's getting me right now is the fact that it's so childish because it's yeah. made for kids. It's very childish. And everybody, everybody says what you say. It's like, oh, but like the story, the character. Ah. And it's just like, okay, cool. It sounds really good. And then <laughs> I watch it. that voice. <laughs> and then I watch it. And I'm just like, oh, okay. This is, 
Like there's for, some real goofiness. Yeah. Like this is for ten year olds. Okay. Like yeah. I, I okay. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely for ten year olds. But then it gets deep, man. Like they put that bald twelve year old boy more than any human should ever have to go through. Um, it's it's wild, and every single character goes through an incredibly satisfying character arc. That's so cool to watch. Um, and I'm I have like five episodes left and I marathoned the crap out of it with my girlfriend over the course of like four days. We watched pretty much all three seasons in like four days. Uh, I can't wait to get back to, uh, to watch the rest of it. Um, it's so good. I watched it not when it first came out, but back when it was first all on Netflix, it was on Netflix like 10 years ago, maybe eight years ago or something. Um, and it was just absolutely fantastic. And then it went away for a really long time. And then the movie came out, which was just hot, 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 hot trash. Um, and then uh, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, Netflix announced that they're going to be doing a live action reimagining of the show. And that, I think, still has gone nowhere. Although maybe the fact that they got the show back on Netflix, the original show, they're getting people more interested in it again. And then they're going to really try and push the live action show forward. Um, but it's, it's so good. It's such a cool, I was thinking about it actually. And when we were talking about, I think the last episode of the episode before where we I was trying to ask you what your favorite thing is. And I couldn't think of the word of what that is. Your favorite universe or favorite IP. Um, Avatar, the last airbender, it's probably not up there for me, but it shares in common what I think all of those have in common, which is really good. Like background lore building. Like, it, it takes place in a world with rules and history and backstory and geography and all of these things make sense. And they're all laid out. They're all very well thought out. And it's so satisfying. I'm sure it is. <laughs> I just... I, I, I just... The packaging <laughs> of it... The packaging of it is just so... Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just, it's, I can't even put into words. It's just like, it's like, come on, Appa. Like, ha ha ha. Yep, yep. Like, yeah. No, I know what you mean. And it's just, I just can't really, it's like, oh, wow. Strong character right there. Powerful character. I just, I just, <laughs> I just can't this early on. Yeah. So it's difficult for me to really be like, oh yeah, woo. This is, this is pulling the heartstrings. I yeah. mean, don't get me wrong. Uh, Opa, Appa is yeah. my favorite thing. Yeah, a giant flying sky bison half manatee thing. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. So good. W- wants to sleep all the time. Fantastic. Yep. That's like the best <laughs> character. Um, every every like episode or two, Appa does something that's <laughs> me and my bur- girlfriend are both like, oh, he's amazing. <laughs> he's so good. Uh, yeah, he's just like a giant, fat, overweight flying cat. <laughs> It's like his personality. Yes. Yes. Um, um, he, Appa, goes through an amazing story arc. I'm not even kidding. There was like a three or four episode arc that's just mostly all about Appa. And really? Just, yeah, what he does for like three or four episodes. And it's heartbreaking and heartwarming and so intense and so like real feeling. Oh my gosh, it's amazing. I think that's in like season... Season two or three, uh, Appa gets a whole storyline. That's a long time. That's a long <laughs> time, my dude. That's a yeah. far, far time frame. That is like holy shit time. 
Um, <laughs> you know what it is? I think I think if I was just younger, or maybe if it wasn't so, it's just like it's just it's not, the animation's fine. The animation's yeah. clearly old. It doesn't bother mm-hmm. me. Yeah. It's just like the the pacing of it though is just like I don't know. It's just it's just it's you know what it is? It's actually great. The animation's great. The animation makes me feel young again. It makes me feel yeah. like I'm watching c- cartoons at home being yeah. a kid again. So the animation I love, but it's just mm. the dialogue is just geared towards such like a lower level of like interpersonal understanding. Yeah. That's it's just like like Cora, like stop splashing water on me. Like, yeah. It's just like that's, and he just like pouts in the yeah. boat, and it's just like what's this yeah. Is, and to be completely honest, that doesn't get much better. It's still, <laughs> it's still at its core. I no, it, it has the shell of a cartoon for children. So it's it's for children all the way through to season three. But there's like parts of the show that were like, I want to cry at like some of the stuff that's happening is so intense. And like some of the storylines are so adult and dark. Um, and it's it's about like it's it's about the character development and like the world itself. Um, the okay. story's very predictable. The characters are very cartoonish and childish. But the the way the way they grow and like the adult ass decisions they have to make are very interesting. Okay, so then what about Dragon Ball Z? I've never seen it. Don't care. You've never seen Dragon Ball Z? Mm-mm. Quite possibly the most popular, culturally famous, and iconic anime of, of all time. You've never seen yeah, it? Yeah, it probably is the most famous anime of all time. It I've is. never seen it. No, it seen is. seen an episode here and there. I hate it. Why do you hate it? I don't know. Couldn't get into it. It was so not my thing growing up. My cousin was super into it, and uh, it was like the cousin that I looked up to. So I always would like watch it when I was over at his house. I'm like, this is stupid. <laughs> Turns out that your cool cousins can be into some stupid stuff. I don't know. I just I never got the anime bug growing up, and then uh, during like my GameStop post college days, I had a bunch of like my whole friend group was into anime, so. I was kind of osmosis into it. Um, but you can't say it's a- the anime part's the bad part because you're just here preaching and praising about Avatar. A lot of people say that Avatar is an anime. It's a cartoon because it's not Japanese. It's American. But I disagree with that. It's supposed to look like anime. I was going to say, so the animation anime. style is not is not anime style? Like I don't... Yeah, I'm not going to have this <laughs> argument because I agree with you. <laughs> it's just like... What? So I mean, yeah. Okay. Like a lot of people say it's it's not anime because it's not Japanese, and then uh, the creators of the show, and I forget who uh, there's someone else, like hugely famous in the anime world, has gone on record saying it is anime because the way it is animated. <laughs> like right. I mean, someone in America made an anime. Period. Yeah, it's kind of like if I have an esports team full of Koreans, but I'm based out of Dallas. Does that mean they're that means it's an American team, like yeah. woo, like American. Yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. even though we imported, you know, like ten Korean ace players, like black ace yeah. players from Korea, um, they're yeah. Korean players. It's like exactly. no, man, it's American because they're in Dallas. It's like it's 
okay like <laughs> all right yeah. that's the address but um and so dragon ball z i could give another chance but i there's so many other shows on my list i gotta watch ozark gotta finish watching solar opposites gotta can't watch wa- vikings i can't watch ozark why not you know why do i same reason why i won't watch breaking bad Oh, because it what? It's too good. You've everybody too good reviews. Everybody keeps talking about it, and it's just like ugh. I keep seeing it in Netflix, and it's just like ugh, stop. I do know what you feel. I've seen Breaking Bad, and I'm one of those people who will beat you over the head with "You have to watch Breaking Bad because it's a masterpiece." And people are being like that with me to Ozark, and I know I would like it if I watched it. But that fact that like someone's like, "You have to watch this," and like. No, I'm going to watch Avatar The Last Airbender. <laughs> I think you should watch Dragon Ball C. Uh, I think you see, should watch no, Dragon you're Ball telling C. me to watch it now, so because of the curse, the way our brains work, we can't. Oh, is that, is that why? Is that yeah. why? Okay. Yep. All right. All right. Don't watch Dragon Ball Z, then. It's it's a horrible show. Yeah. Oh, I got to watch Star Wars Clone Wars now that that has like officially finally ended, and people say it's incredible. Clone Wars... So here's the thing. Clone Wars to me is slow, but Clone Wars is a better job of being like, yeah, we're for kids, but like, and this is, this is where I was going to go with Dragon Ball Z. If you said you've seen Dragon Ball Z, Mm -hmm. Dragon Ball Z and Clone Wars are both made for kids. They both fulfill the thing you just said. Super, super heavy, dark storylines and decisions. Like the amount of times I've seen somebody's like chest get blown open and they're bleeding (laughs) to death in Dragon Ball Z is insane or somebody screaming as they watch somebody else get eaten alive and it's not a long process it's like a 10 minute part of the episode of them being eaten like it's it's like this is for kids like what the fuck um or somebody getting sliced in half and they're just like "Ah, ah, ah," and they're just like bleeding and cauterized and blood spurting and shit um That was a haunting noise. Yeah. Well, that that's it's it's the, that Japanese like super focused on like yeah. the signature sound yeah. of something. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um yeah, it's like a 15 second like zoom in on their face in shock as they're just like <laughs> vibrating. Yeah, exactly. And the eyes are shaking. Yeah, exactly. That's Dragon Ball Z. Almost every episode yeah. that's Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Um Clone Wars is super dark, man. It's a it's literally a war. Yeah, they're talking about it's, suicide it's a show missions. That's about the effects of war. Yes, like the things you have to go through to win a war. I got into that in college. When I was watching it in college, I turned to uh, one of my one of my good friends because uh, he was my he was my roommate, my bunkmate in a way because we were in the same room. And mm-hmm. I was like, "This is for kids." <laughs> he was like, "Yeah, it's fucked up, isn't it?" I was like. Yeah, like this is super dark for kids, man. This is dark for us. Like, why is this a cartoon for kids? This isn't. How did this get cleared? I don't know how this got cleared to be put on air for kids. Did they actually watch it and like read, like see the dialogue, listen to the dialogue? Like, this is horrifying. They're talking about like people saying goodbye as they're dying on the battlefield and like all this shit. Just like, oh my god, this is horrible. Um. Like screaming and people dying and getting blown up and shit. It's just I don't know. It's just I can't ask my question because I was going to ask my question about do you think Clone Wars and Dragon Ball Z out of those two, well, those three with Avatar, which one's the most kid friendly and which one's the least kid friendly? But since you've only seen one of them, 
can't really talk I'd, about it. I'd honestly assume that Avatar is the most kid friendly. Because even like nobody that I can remember, I still have like eight episodes to go. Nobody that I can remember, besides actually like one person who I think does off screen, dies in the show. Like it's implied that people die and there are like. Like, this army uh. attacked and obliterated this entire city. And, like, no one survived that city, but nobody dies on screen. Oh. And, yeah. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z and Clone Wars is just death. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's our answer. Just um, just death. Yeah, Avatar is the, uh, the most kid-friendly. There's one minor spoiler for... Uh, for Avatar The Last Airbender, there's one part where they throw a bunch of bad guys overboard into the ocean, and they're, the bad guys are saying, like, I can't swim. And one guy, one of the good guys' dad, says, don't worry, cowards can float. <laughs> and I'm like, no, they can't. <laughs> they just murdered those people. <laughs> so that's the, those are the only people that I can think of. There's one other time, but that <laughs> they definitely died. But that you don't see it on screen. You just see them fall overboard. You don't even see them splash in the water. But that that line was so funny to me. I could not stop laughing. Dragon Ball Z. Cowards float. Uh, one of the best things about Dragon Ball Z was introduced to me by another one of my uh, good friends and former roommates. Um, and he showed me Dragon Ball Z abridged. Mm-hmm. And it's basically so. Here's the thing with Dragon Ball Z, and it's kind of like the the comical stereotype. They do like they'll do a three episode arc of mm-hmm. just the good guy and the bad guy charging up their powers before they actually <laughs> attack. Yeah, and it's like a trope, right? It's funny. It's yeah. it's it's cool at first. It's like, oh man, he's powering up the super strong attack. Oh man, oh he deflects it. Ah, like it's this yeah. crazy anticipation buildup. But it's after you realize it's gonna happen in every fight scene, it gets <laughs> super monotonous. Yeah. Um, but a, so a bridge came out to kind of simplify those episodes because out of mm. like let's say hypothetically a ten episode series season, like season mm. five is like ten episodes long, and it's about like this epic bad guy, and they have to fight that epic bad guy for like seven of those episodes. <laughs> they can they abridge the first three of those characters dicking around to like. 10 minutes five minutes and then they abridge the fight over seven episodes mm-hmm. to like 10 minutes Perfect. but but like they abridge it with like comical voiceovers yeah so they just like nail the characters they go over the top with all of them so like the main character who's like this goofy quirky loves to eat and train kind of good guy they make him an over the top always hungry borderline cannibalistic like, like, good guy who's like too good and too nice, and like he doesn't understand the effects of what he's doing when he like lets the bad guy hit him first and stuff like that. And then they make the bad guy who's evil make him like crazy serial killer evil. Like they just go over the top with all the characters <laughs> yeah. when they voice over, and it's hilarious because they're accurate to the characters' original plot line in the story. Yeah. But because they're bridging it, it's just it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Like. The little kid that tries, they, like, yeah, the little kid that tries tried to, like, block this giant attack when he couldn't do it, but it was, like, this big suspenseful scene of, like, no, Gohan, don't do it. And he's like, I'll protect you. Like, he tries <laughs> to do it. But, like, they abridge it. She's just, like, they abridge that down from, like, a 20-minute scene to, like, a 30-second scene. Yeah. And they just make it just, like, 
Gohan, don't you step in front of this because that's really strong and you're dumb and you can't stop that. It's like, okay. And then the guy shoots. He's like, I got this. And he says in front and he just gets, gets knocked out. <laughs> so they abridge it really quick and like in a yeah. really funny way. But they honor the the actual storyline and they honor the characters by not should changing. I watch that? You, here's the thing. And I was going to say you should watch a bridge instead. I don't know if a bridge would hit the same because you don't know the actual original. Yeah. Like I know the I know Krillin is like the wannabe strong guy who's never going to be strong. And I know like Yamcha is the guy who thinks he's tough, but he always gets beaten. And I know mm-hmm. Goku is the guy who's like, he's the guy who loves to eat and train and he's the main good guy and he's kind of dumb. Like I understood those characteristics going into abridged. So abridged mm-hmm. is just this giant trip over its own feet trope about the characters. So when Gohan tries to help Mr. Piccolo, it's hilarious to me because I know the backstory of that and I know their character interactions. So to yeah. see it abridged is hilarious because I know <laughs> they're not wrong, but it's brutally played out in abridged. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, because like in Dragon Ball Z, you'll be like this giant energy ball of death and everybody's just like shaking eyes like, oh, 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 like it's coming down. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all scared and Piccolo's like just I want to let you I want to let you all know like I will do my best to deflect this and then in the final part it's like Gohan's like Mr. Piccolo you trained me for this moment I can do it and Piccolo's like Gohan no don't do it and like it's like this huge play out like dramatic theater but then a bridge just like I got this Mr. Piccolo they use the actual footage from Dragon Ball Z so yeah. it's like if they don't like cartoon it up they're using the actual footage so yeah. it's just like <laughs> just with funny editing and voiceovers. yeah yeah it's, it's it's like um it's like the Star Wars stuff the Star Wars dubs oh um, yeah what, what, what are they called like uh, audiophonics, I think they're called. I forget. Uh, oral knots. Oral knots. Yes, yes. Oral yeah. knots. Scammy showed me that. Scam showed me uh, that when we were living together, and it was the greatest thing ever. Um, Is it be- the the throne room scene without uh, music? <laughs> yeah, it's like that. That one's pretty good. It, well, it's basically that's basically what it bridges. It's like oral knots, but it's yeah. just oral knots will make their own storyline and plot. They'll change everything, so it's like. Like the Death Star is not really a Death Star; it's actually like a superstore or whatever. Like they change, yeah. they change it. They don't change it in, in abridged Dragon Ball Z abridged. They just shorten it up a lot. Yeah. So comically, comically, but accurately, yeah. which I love. Um, so yeah, if you want to, you can. It's probably more entertaining than watching the actual show. Yeah, and what there's like there's a bunch of Dragon Ball shows, right? There's Dragon Ball, there's Dragon Ball Z. There's like oh, Dragon it's been Ball going on Z-Niverse. forever. Yeah. yeah. Because they keep going on and on and on and on and on with the storyline, so it just doesn't stop. It just yeah. keeps going and going and going. And that's the other thing. That's what kind of turns me off to some anime, like uh, One Piece, which a lot of people say is fantastic. It's about this like huge, endless journey. I'm like, no, give me an ended journey. <laughs> like, give yeah. me five seasons of Breaking Bad, not like 30 seasons <laughs> of this anime. The, the joy of it is that we know it ends. Yeah. That's how exactly. we take, find value in, in what's happening. Yeah. So, so yeah. Speaking of um, value of what's happening. Yeah, let's hear this segue. All right. I, I know you haven't been working out. Well, side, okay. Side note. When we yeah. are able to work out together at work, yeah, I really want you to, like, work out with me. And, like, working out with me is, like, we do the same stuff. 
Oh, God. <laughs> but here's the thing. There will be no better time to do the stuff that I do than when we get back in the gym. Because I will be starting from... You and I will be starting at the same level. Ground yeah. zero. Yeah, all that's right? true. So... Because I've lost all of my gains. <laughs> I yeah. Like, my body's been reset. So, like, it will be perfect for you to learn new things and great for me to reprogram things. Yeah. Because for the first month, I'm reprogramming. Yeah. So, that's just my side note. But, that's B. A, that's a good point. B. Do you know um, what Murph is? Murph. Uh, yeah. No, we talked about Murph on the podcast. That's we did? That's a Navy SEAL workout or something? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And um, it's like crazy. It's this thing that people do because they're sick in the head or something. It's uh, you do it everything as fast as you can. You do it nonstop. So the Murph workout is a mile run as fast as you can, mm-hmm. 100 pull-ups as fast as you can, 200 push-ups as fast as you can, 300 squats as fast as you can, and then a mile run as fast as you can. Back to back without Just, breaks. The idea is to do all those things and uh, as fast as possible. So, like, professional CrossFitters that compete, they get it done usually around 20 to 25 minutes. That's stupid. That's also because they usually wear a 25-pound weighted vest. So, that's incredibly stupid. But that's, <laughs> that's why they're professional CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, on Monday, Memorial Day, I was like, I got to work out before I have some barbecue. Uh, what should I do? And for some reason, I was like, you know what? To honor and honor Memorial Day, because everybody does it, and I've never done it. I'm doing Murph to honor the fallen soldiers. So I said, I'm going to do Murph. So oh, la- no. laced up my shoes, <laughs> did a little stretchy stretch. Oh, no. And I went out, and I, I did my thing. And uh, <laughs> so I didn't have a pull-up bar, so I couldn't do pull-ups. So okay. I, I modified it. So I did a mile run as fast as I could. Mm-hmm. Then I did 100 push-ups, 200 squats, and then a mile run. So okay. I didn't do a full Murph. I did a yeah. modified Murph. Yeah, you did like a three-quarters Murph. Yes. Um, How was it? That's what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> um, so I don't know the last time you ran a mile as fast as you When's the last time you ran as fast as you could for a mile? Uh, high school. All right. So a lot of people say that because a lot of people yeah. don't run as fast as they can. Um, I've sprinted as fast as I could. I do that all the time. But to run a mile like as fast as I could. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I did my mile in eight minutes and eight minutes and 10 seconds. Respectable. Nice. Not bad. And my second mile is actually faster at eight minutes and five seconds. Wow. Yeah. Yep. Um, Running, I don't know when or why, but running just like hurts the body. Yeah. Everywhere. And yeah. I don't know why and when that happened. Because used to run as a kid all the time, just run around, right? Like, <laughs> but like, I still have problems right now with bending down. <laughs> and, yeah. it's, and it's Thursday. And oh, from running? <laughs> yes, from doing Murph. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm sure the 200 squats and 100 push-ups didn't help, but Murph was so brutal because I the miles were as fast as you could. Yeah. Like, that was just the most brutal thing. The push-ups and squats were actually not that bad. Yeah. You get in a rhythm, 
after like the first 30, you're like, okay, cool. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Okay, now squats like 20, 19, 18, 17. <laughs> like you get into a rhythm where you can just bang them out and I'm listening to music. But yeah. like I knew I wanted to talk about it in a little, in a, little, in a certain way because I had, I was doing it with no music at first. Yeah. And then like once I started the pushups and squats, I did like the first set of like 10 and 20. I did 10, 20, 10, 20, 10, 20, 10, 20, like 10 times uh, okay. um, to do 100 and 200. Yeah. Um, I was like, I need to put on some music and I needed to put on like metal, hardcore, posicore, yeah. hyper age music. And then it was, then it was easy. Then it was just like, ah, like hyper age. Like, yeah. Hyper age. So that was way easier. But like about, I want to say on this back end of it, like around like the seventh set of doing pushups and squats, mm-hmm. I was like, this is pure hell. And I haven't even done the pull-ups and I haven't even done like the actual numbers of this. I'm a hundred reps off for both of these exercises and, oh, yeah. I'm, and I'm not using a weighted vest. Which yeah. is what's recommended, which is <laughs> insane to me. So to put it in perspective, when I was doing pull-ups as like part of a regimen, like part of my workouts, mm-hmm. I was doing around 50 to 60 pull-ups, like without a vest. Yeah. And that's like it. I maybe could have done <laughs> 70 if you like really asked me to do it. I probably could have squeezed out a horrible 70 reps. Mm-hmm. To do 100 reps of a pull-up, like... Basically, I was like, long story short, I was super enthused until like I got hit in this sixth, seventh set of doing things of like, I'm not doing the actual numbers. I'm not wearing a weighted vest. And oh my God, I'm not even doing the pull-ups. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I got like, so my energy like just left me. It was like, it was like, this is impossible. And it just like yeah. left my body. And then I, I gritted through it and hyper aged and I finished the whole fucking thing. But I just want to let you know that I think it was such a cool experience because it got my heart rate to 185 beats per minute, which is Ooh, rough, which is roughly like where it gets for like hockey and assault bike territory or roam. Like when you do the um, acid bath, yeah, it gets me around the acid bath territory. Um, so like it's not foreign to me, but it's that's very it's not common. I get that high, mm-hmm. and I was like, all you need to do this workout really. Is running shoes. Yeah. So I wanted to say, um, would you be able, in the month of June, before June's over, do the Murph? No. Oh, my God. (laughs) No. I was thinking, I was thinking about how I would answer if you said, will you do the Murph with me next year, like next (laughs) Memorial Day? And I was like, eh, maybe. June? I can't do a pull-up. Okay, okay. Well, I you don't have to do pull-ups. I didn't do pull-ups. She had to do push-ups well, you, and squats. You failed. You cheated. You did a terrible job. <laughs> okay, so I failed. So <laughs> I want you to do it to see if you would fail or if you would succeed. I would fail. I would fail. <laughs> I don't know the last time I ran a mile not as fast as I could. <laughs> Just nonstop. Like jogged a mile. Um, I'm working on it. I've been going on, I literally have been going on walks every single day. Uh, and lately I've been trying to run for chunks of them. Um, and I'm working on like building up my stamina to be able to run more, but okay, I could not okay. run a mile. Okay. Okay. So in this case, here we go. This is, this is, this brings me to my second question. 
What would it take for you to do Murph with me? A year. <laughs> a year's time. And for us to work out constantly together to prepare for it. I also, while you were talking about the Murph, I forgot we did like this this group building activity at work uh, where you're supposed to pull a random card. Uh, or not a random card. There's like a bunch of cards laid out on a table and there are like goals, but we didn't really know the point of this activity yet. And then you're supposed to like pick a goal that seems interesting to you. And they're like, okay, now talk about this goal. Why did you pick it? And when will you want to accomplish this by? And the one I picked was do 10 pull-ups. And I was like, I can do this by the end of June. I've been going to the gym every day after work. And this was back before quarantine. So this right. is like February. Yeah, this is February. And I was like, I can do 10 pull-ups by June. And I haven't had access to a pull-up bar since May, uh, March. Oh, yeah. Um, My body's not going to be able to do pull-ups very easily when yeah. that opens back up. So yeah. it will take you a year in order to do Murph with me? Probably. I don't know. Okay. How, okay, okay. How about my modified Murph? No I don't pull-ups. think I could do any single part of your modified Murph. <laughs> <laughs> That if was I was my- all if I was all proteined and gatorated up, I don't think I could do one. That was my ace in the pocket. Squats. My ace in the pocket was like, if Chris says no, I'm gonna offer the modified Murph instead together and we could just do that instead. No, I I'm a maybe for like the squats. I could maybe do that many squats. Um I push push ups. I I don't think I could do a hundred. Well, here's the thing. Well, here's the thing. You don't do them all at once. Yeah, you do like, yeah, you did uh, 10 push-ups, 20 squats, 10 push-ups, 20 squats. Yes. Maybe. You can change it. So you could do five, you could do five push-ups, you could do 10 squats, five and 10, five and 10, five and 10, five and 10. You just have to do them longer because obviously you're cutting the number down. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, could I force myself to run a mile? Yes. By default, would that be the fastest I could do it? Yes. <laughs> and could I do... Can I do 10 push-ups at a time? Yes. Can I do 20 squats? Yes. Can I do that back and forth 10 times? Probably hell no. And then okay. run a mile after? No. You're okay. seeing me vomit and shit my pants by the end of it. <laughs> okay. So then how about this? Is this realistic then? If... We set we set a goal that next Memorial Day next yeah. year we do the full Murph of yeah. 100 pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 squats, and mile runs as fast as we can in under 40 minutes. Let's not put a time on it. Let's just <laughs> do it. <laughs> the point is as fast as you can. I feel like there's a little bit of leeway with the Murph, which is just as fast as you can, Chris. <laughs> You just have to do all these things and don't take too long of a break. Just go as fast as you can. If you throw up, you throw up. The the general the general time frame for measurement is sixty minutes is for the standard person. So about an hour for that. And then Give me like uh, ninety then. <laughs> and then twenty twenty five minutes for peak top level athletes. And then about like I think it's like thirty five to to fifty is pretty much like uh, above average fitness. Well, then I'm very honored that you put me at 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah, dude, I can't do a pull-up. That's a I year. literally, I literally can't do like half a pull-up. I but that's a- <laughs> strain as hard as I can and get like a couple inches of lift. It's a, but you, it's a year. 
Yeah, I have to lose tons of weight. Uh, that I happens. To, to, that happens throughout the prep for Murph. I know. Yeah, I have to slowly. That I have to do the 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 x and y axis. My weight <laughs> needs to go down. My strength needs to go up, and then eventually I'll get there enough. I don't know, man. So here's the one issue I have with this: is that I yeah. don't know. Hang on, I don't know when we'll be able to get back into um, quarantine. Uh, in quarantine get back in the gym due to the quarantine isolation in order to yeah. actually start working on this so i yeah. don't know when we can actually do like because like let's say next week we were the work gym was back open and we could start going to the gym i think we could have murph done before winter but like because i don't know the time frame for when we can actually start laying the foundation and then building the building the building on top of the foundation of fitness mm-hmm. i it's so hard to say yeah you know what i mean because hypothetically let's say for some horrible reason we can't get back into a gym until like october that seems realistic okay let's let's not go there but like let's just <laughs> let's not be let's, let's some not have, horrible situation <laughs> mm, like the one we're in <laughs> <laughs> that's what i mean um that's not enough time that's just yeah. not enough time it's, no. it's not the push-ups it's not the squats it's not the running it's the pull-ups the pull-ups are the yeah. hardest thing to to build um, yeah. So, like, what can I do starting now, essentially, that can start getting me on my way there? I need to be losing weight. I need to be practicing my running. Just run. I'll just practice squats and practice push-ups. Just if I were you, I would just do. I would just sprint. Don't even worry about running for time. Just sprint. Just get just your see body. How far I could sprint? No, just just sprint a mile. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> a mile's not. Miles not bad. Like, <laughs> I cannot sprint a mile. Well, when I say sprint a mile, I mean your version of sprinting. I'm not saying like you have to like be at a brisk clip. Like, <laughs> I'm just saying like your version of sprinting a mile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we'll see. <laughs> I, well, here, here's my thing. I was gonna do my modified Murph once a week. Okay. I'm gonna like my plan is I think I'm gonna start doing Murph every week. Like yeah. Mile run, 100 push-ups, 200 squats, mile run, until I can get a pull-up bar. And then I'll start yeah. doing, like, 50 pull-ups, like, and then I'll go to the normal squat and push-up uh, range. But, like, mm-hmm. I need to do pull-ups. But yeah, um, I need to get – I need my body, my body's joints to be okay with running because the impact of running was is so brutal on my body. Yeah. Like, my back is killing me. I can't bend over. Like, yep. It's like what the fuck, and I'm, I'm in shape. Like, yeah. I stretch, I work out, I eat really clean. I take yeah. my, I take a whole bunch of my vitamins. Like, I, I do my thing, man. Like, and and, it's just suffering. Yeah, just <laughs> suffers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I feel you. The the impact of running sucks for adults. Yeah, that's what. Oh. That's why. But here's the thing. That's why I kind of want to do it because the idea is that your body gets used and it toughens up the areas that are hurting for running. So you have to do it well. Like you have to time it properly. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna do Murph every Friday, like my modified Murph every Friday. I don't. I got to see how well my body heals up next week. Yeah. Like if I still have the same pinching pain in my body, it's gonna be like, eh, maybe I don't do Murph. Like. Yeah. (laughs) But. But um. Okay, cool. I was I, I didn't know how gung ho you would be about about Murph with me, but yeah. that, the hope was that. So, 
mean, I'm trying to do something. My, I was gonna. There's that app, Couch to Five K. Um, my sister's been working on just running, running like longer and longer, and I think eventually she wants to get to like uh, 5K, 10K, half marathon, marathon stuff like that. Oh wow! Um, yeah, and she's getting really good at it. So I've been thinking of kind of, no pun intended, following in her footsteps, um, right. and just working on running because there's not much else I can do during quarantine, and it seems like it might be lasting quite a bit. Um, so yeah, that's one thing I've been working on walks every day, throwing in more and more running. Um, I'd say at this point I'm running probably a third of my walks. Um, and they're like three to four miles each. Um, so I am running like a mile, but with lots of walking in between and it's, I'm working on slowly increasing the amount of time that I'm running at once and decreasing the amount of walking in between. Um, that's the way I'm doing it, but um, yeah, I don't know. I need uh, I need something else to push me forward. I also keep forgetting about Ring Fit Adventure. I get a, gotta play more of that game. I told myself I want to beat it because that would be such a good like mental achievement. Like I've beaten Ring Fit Adventure. I worked out enough playing that dumb game that I like completed the story. I haven't done yeah. that yet. I'm at I'm level thirty eight and I'm about to finish World Five. Yeah, I got to world five that's where i am yeah. um it's fun it's fun yeah. i i mean i i really wanted to convince you to really just start working out with me like one-on-one in yeah. the gym when we get back like <laughs> want you to i want it so i could like softly break you into like the 531 program that i'm gonna do again mm-hmm. of like hey what if we do the 531 program and it's just like oh i'm gonna do it i mean you already do the stuff with me anyways might as well just do this program yeah <laughs> it's fine i uh <laughs> So now that you and I work together, I, there's been so many little, like, I get so many little treats throughout the week. I'm like, <laughs> I get to see little, like, evidence of dubs here and there. <laughs> like and what? One of them recently was we had, a, like, a global town hall meeting where the president of our, of our right, building yeah. uh, came and told us, and what's the deal? Quarantine? When's quarantine going to be over? And then he opened it up for a huge question and answer. And I read this question that was... <laughs> When's the gym going to open? Do we think <laughs> the gym's going to open before my gym? And he was basically like, yeah, probably not. I don't see that happening. <laughs> and I read the question, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's a good question. I didn't think of that. Oh, that's 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 Dubs' name. Did you? <laughs> <That is. laughs> and then I start laughing out loud. <laughs> my girlfriend's like, what? I'm like, Dubs asked a question <laughs> about when's the gym going to open back up. And we were both like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then she was like, you should work out with him. That's going to be so perfect when the when the building opens back up. I'd be like, I mean, I'll work out in the same room as him, but I'm not no. going like, to do his workout. No. And then we start this podcast and you're like, I, I want to work out with you, but I want to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I want to kill you. No. <laughs> No, no. See, like, because we will build foundations because I'm going to start again with the overhead press, the bench press, the squat and the deadlift again, the foundation work. And since you haven't really done it, it's a perfect time to jump in, man. Yeah, no, I agree. That's a really good point. It's a perfect time because I'm not going to be like, load up the plates. We're going. No, that's not that's not going (laughs) to be what I'm doing for a while. So it's because the number one thing I've learned is if you have bad form, like for me, because I'm fragile and tiny, I get Mm -hmm. hurt. So. 
I'm going to have to layer the foundation of getting the groove back and built back up. Yeah. That's my goal. So no better time than, than when we get back at it. No, I agree. Let's do it. I always, I always work out better and I'm way more motivated with a partner. Um, like the times that I have successfully gotten, uh, like lost weight or gotten stronger and things like that is always with a partner. So I agree. Hey, I'm excited. Let's do it. Yeah. I mean, it's it feels great to have this plan that we will work out together in four months, <laughs> maybe. And then, uh, and then we'll be able to do Murph together. Yeah, that that's another. I I love those like personal achievement things. Like I could say that I've done that. It's almost like a bucket list, but these things are not on my bucket list. But <laughs> almost like having that like twenty six point two bumper sticker on your car, but having it in your brain. It's like, yeah. yeah, I ran a marathon. I did Murph. I beat Ring Fit Adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, Murph is like uh, Chris Pratt's favorite workout. Yeah? Actually, I don't know if it's his favorite, but he likes doing it because he posts about it when he does it. He's done it, yeah. That's well, he's he, he's a huge... Um, he's huge for... Ve- he's big into veteran like support and stuff like that. So he, he, yeah. def- he always does it with his CrossFit box, and he's just like, Murph... For, for the troops, for the soldiers, for those who didn't make it back, like, in honor of you guys, we did Murph today. And yeah. it's just jacked Chris Pratt, like, shining, glistening like a god. Like, just... <laughs> it's like, Jesus. Star-Lord. Yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Just this. <laughs> nice. So, yeah. I'm, ar- I'm already... Ima- I'm already visioning the, the completed photo of us after Murph, just completely drenched in sweat and just, like, we did it. Yeah. Just, like, the picture there. Yeah, I'm picturing me... I'm basically going to look like Star-Lord when they got to the prison and they just hosed him down with, like, orange Kool-Aid or whatever. And they're just like, ah, look how sexy we made Chris Pratt get. <laughs> He's not Andy Dwyer anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that scene. He was basically, like, in his underwear. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's that's going to be you when we do Murph. Yeah, that's right. Then you'll spray me down with orange Kool-Aid. <laughs> and <laughs> that's uh, hooked on a feeling. We'll start playing. <laughs> I mean, we can definitely recreate this. Yeah. <laughs> if you end up if you end up being Chris Pratt esque, we can definitely re- recreate this if you want. Yeah, I think we've talked about this before, but which superhero bod would you have if you could have Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, or Chris Evans? Uh, Chris Hemsworth is just obnoxious. Like he looks like a Stretch Armstrong figure. Chris Hemsworth? Yeah. No, he he. So Chris Evans, and they purposely did this with Chris Evans because they needed to make him look like almost like cartoonish because yeah. he's so bloated with muscle. Mm-hmm. So he's very heavy with his upper body. So he has huge traps and huge pecs and his arms are huge. Like that scene when he's holding the chopper. That's like iconic. <laughs> that's, there's a reason why. It's because it's like he's just bicep curling. He's just doing yeah. like a side hammer curl. Like <laughs> He's just doing like a Greek statue pose, essentially. Yes, exactly. So like, so first of all, none of the bodies are bad. None of the bodies are bad. Yeah. Um, I would say Thor because I think Thor is the most not super one way or the other. Mm. Um, and But also he changes. So early Thor... He has huge arms. They gave him huge arms for like giant biceps, giant triceps, like huge forearms, like with his cuffs, there's like just veins going through it all. Like he's, (laughs) he's got like gigantic arms in infinity war. 
and Endgame, he actually looks, I think, the best that he looks. He's lean, mm. he's cut, he's not as like huge. Yeah. Um, I also think it helps that because they cut his hair to be yeah. short, they he had because he was smaller physically. If he had kept the long hair, it just wouldn't look the same. Yeah. So having the short hair and the and the more like sleek body, like. And that's always been my thing because I never liked it. I never wanted for me like the rock body of like being huge with muscle. But also, it's because it's hard for me to get that muscle. Yeah, I just don't build it. Like you, you, you see me. You've seen my size. I don't <laughs> look like the guy who can like deadlift almost like double his body weight. Like, yeah, like exactly. I don't look like that guy because I don't build muscle like that. So unfortunately, I just don't bulk up the same way. Mm-hmm. To when I pack on muscle weight, I just don't. So, like, the Brad Pitt-esque of, like, low body fat, just cut view, or, like, the Thor cut, like, later on in the in the MCU would probably be my favorite, personally. Yeah. But there's something super inspirational about Chris Evans, because the amount of work he had to do, like, and that scene in First Avenger, when that shit opens up, and he's mm-hmm. just, like, he looks inflated. Listening. He yeah. looks inflated. Like, he yeah. looks fake. That's like a like holy like Chris Pratt to me looks like a a guy who like works his ass off like yeah. he's huge he's not as big as the other two but yeah. that wasn't the goal because he's just a human you yeah. know what I mean so he, they don't portray him to be comically big yeah he's not a god or a super soldier but he's he's jack like he's the most like realistic jacked that you could expect yeah versus like. Captain America and Thor is like almost crazy attainable levels for yeah. what people think that they can get. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's interesting. This conversation has made me thought about like the the over dramatization of like the the female body in pop culture and magazines and stuff like that. But it's a very real thing for guys with like Captain America and Thor and stuff like that. Like that's they have to get those bodies to be in this movie. Yeah. And like that's not an attainable like that's not a realistic way to look for guys. No, it's it's it the only people who realistically look like that all the time are people who it's their job like the rock looks like that because that's his job and his life. Yeah. His lifestyle is working out because he's always had to. He was a football player, he was a minor league football player, almost went mm. pro. He uh, played like division one football, then he went to professional wrestling where you're basically you have to be a bodybuilder. Yeah. So like, that's his job, and that's a part of his lifestyle and who he is, and that's why he can attain and maintain it. But like mm-hmm. everybody talks, like Gerard Butler for Three Hundred, they were like, "How was it?" And he was like, "It was fucking horrible." Yeah. It was like we had to do workouts in between takes so we could still be pumped up because if we didn't, we looked deflated because we were so low on calories. Yeah. Like <laughs> we were Jeez. like just out of energy because we had to look cut. So yeah, and it, the workouts were fucking brutal. Yeah. So that's why he doesn't look like that anymore. Zach Efron, same thing. He's like, I'm not looking like Baywatch again. That's yeah. insane amount of work. I'm not doing that. It's why it's why even Chris Evans, he still has good size, but he's clearly not the same size anymore. Neither yeah. is um Hemsworth. Mm-hmm. Hemsworth is still in really good shape. He's still in fantastic shape. But they don't need to do cut like because when they do those scenes, the shirtless scenes, like that's lowering your body fat percentage to six percent or lower. Yeah. So that's a weight cut. That's yeah. basically a weight cut. Um, that's building yourself up to that. Like the only people I know who consistently look like that are professional athletes. Yeah, like, exactly. 
like even some UFC fighters, like MMA professional MMA fighters, I've seen that not all of them look cut until it comes to fight camp, mm-hmm. and then near the end of fight camp they start cutting weight for weigh-ins they make the weigh-ins they rehydrate they pump back up and they're still cut because their body's not fully rehydrated but mm. they don't look like that all the time that's so crazy yeah it's <laughs> like it's the extremities that you have to like put your body through to look like that yeah but that's why i say chris pratt looks like the most attainable because his is the, i think like the most consistent style you could have like mm-hmm. he had to cut weight for the shirtless scene in the first guardians like mm-hmm. when they showered him off that would 100 percent he had to die for that scene yeah. um <laughs> but like he's still his arms are still in like insane pythons like he's still yeah. like in, in very good shape yeah. um so for me i would say overall chris hemsworth just because it's just like I think the best combination of everything and it's not the super bloated captain america bloated the super pumped up captain america look which isn't bad but just i could never see that on me like could you imagine if i had a chest and shoulders like that'd be hilarious (laughs) it'd be like that episode of spongebob where you got the inflatable arms (laughs) yeah it's just i I, i'm not saying i would look any more normal with chris pratt's body or chris hemsworth's body but it would just be the most comical if i had a body that was like captain america yeah why what about you who do you draw Uh, Uh, I mean, yeah, I agree that, like, uh, Captain America or Thor are, like, cartoonish. So, probably Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt, but, yeah. Um, well, you mentioned 300. I did. Which was directed by Zack Snyder. Yes. Who also directed Justice League. Oh, best movie. And <laughs> notoriously bad. Yeah, I know. Uh, and apparently he has this vision for the movie that he wanted to make that they shot all the scenes for. And that just didn't, the editing bay, apparently, it just got chopped up. And it was, the movie that came out is supposedly so different than the way he wanted it. um, That he's always wanted to uh, release his director's cut. But Warner Brothers has never let him. Right. There's been this fan movement for three, four years now. Hashtag release the Snyder cut. Did you see the other week? He announced that HBO Max is giving him $30 million to finish his yes. directors like yes f- do all the cgi that you need to do like make your version of the movie and it's going to be exclusive to hbo max yes what a big dick move <laughs> of hbo max that's honestly so cool that's an unprecedented move that's i'm like really excited <laughs> let's see if this guy can make a good justice league movie now two two sides to this coin yeah Heads. Yes. It is an amazing DC movie. It's yeah. it's so well done. It blows the, the the other version out the water. Yeah. Zack Snyder's a hero. He's a yeah. champion. Yes. He's uh he's the savior of DC. Yeah. And all of a sudden Justice League is just or just DC universe overall, just pumped full of heart and money. Yeah. Tails. It's yeah. worse than the first movie. <laughs> Those are the only two options. Only two options. Which one do you think is more likely? I'm going to tell you uh, the one that I want to see, and then a third option, which is what exactly what will happen. 
I would love. I saw the, a Reddit comment that summed it up perfectly is, when this movie comes out, I hope that it is genuinely amazing because that would be the funniest possible outcome to me. And I completely agree with that. Right. That How funny would it be after years of fans bitching and moaning, Warner Brothers released the Zack Snyder cut and every time fans bitch and moan to get what they want, they get what they want and it's disappointing. But what if this is amazing <laughs> and Warner Brothers just ruined this movie before it came out for some reason and Zack Snyder's like why did you do this let me release my version they're like no and then the fans were like let him do it me 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 and then he did it and it came out and it was perfect that's so weird and that's not how the real world works it won't be worse than the original it'll be a little bit better <laughs> that's it <laughs> it's gonna come out it's gonna be four hours long and it'll be a little bit better the end yeah, the the hard part is is I feel like the expectations already set with the first movie. Yeah. So like when you see scenes, you're like, oh yeah, that's from the original that they, mm-hmm. that they put out, or that's from the first cut that they put out. Like, yeah. okay, cool. Like, oh boy, here's what happens. Like, unless he has he has cuts completely opposite. Like, there's no like ha 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 Batman scenes. <laughs> <And> like, <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Um. And if there's still, like, CGI mustache removal, which when he did the Q&A where he announced that he was doing this, he was like, let's see a cut when Henry has a mustache the whole time. <laughs> so there might be a Superman mustache in this movie. Oh Who knows? God. Do you think he has more pressure now, or do you think he had more, he had more pressure when the original movie came out? More pressure now, for sure. You think um, so? Yeah, because he had a lot of pressure, I think, when Justice League came out. Um, cause it was okay. Uh, Avengers is incredible. Here's the DC's one chance to get it right. Um, and he's a director. He's like, all right, I'll make my movie and we'll see what happens. Uh, I'm not editing it. So we'll see what Warner brothers does with my work. And then he bitched and moaned for four years saying I could have done a better job than that. <laughs> and now here's his chance. Uh, HBO is like, Hey, here's $30 million. Zachy boy, <laughs> go make a, <laughs> Go make, go it, better. make it. Yeah, go put your money where Ooh. your mouth is. Go put our money where your mouth is. Okay, here, here's a better question. If yeah. you had to choose one other person to do Justice League besides Zack Snyder, who would it be? Joss Whedon. Joss Whedon. <laughs> yeah, just... <laughs> that's a little of a... That's a little of an easy, easy out. Yeah, you know? I mean, I guess. Um, ugh, I'm so bad at picking, like, directors for franchises. Um, that's a good point. That's hard. It's not easy. It reminds me, this is completely different, but there was that project that was in the works, that was in talks. I don't know if it's still happening, but supposedly Quentin Tarantino was going to be directing a Star Trek movie. Oh, which yes. sounds beautiful. Yes. Um, it like, would have to involve Q. Yeah. It. Oh, my God. Uh, that would be so interesting um, to get just that dialogue and that like deep thought process. And like, let's just make a movie where... Kirk or Picard or some new characters just in a in the ship. He's on the bridge for three hours just talking and thinking about aliens out loud. And the see weirdly what... quiet dialogue scenes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That would be sick. Um, all right. This has been going for a long time. Yeah, this is a, this is a long boy. Yeah, and you got to install air conditioners. So I say we wrap this one up. Let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up, and uh, I will talk to you next week. Sounds good. Later, my dude. All right. Later, buddy. Peace.